Hello, 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 and welcome to Real Conversations. I hope all is well. I pray all is well. And if it is not, trust and believe that it can and it will get better. So, it is December. As we all know, we are all pushing along, moving along, preparing for our holiday season. Uh, Oh, today, today is my mom's birthday. She is 79 years old, young. (laughs) Let her tell it. Uh, But yeah, so happy birthday to my mom. Shout out to you. We'll be, we're coming to, you know, we're going to school, hang out with her and get her a little cake and um, get her all her little treats and all those. She likes sweets. I don't know. What is it? Am I the only person? My mom, like I said, she's 79, and she likes sweets. She likes a lot of sweets. And the crazy thing is we took her to, well, it's time for her checkup. I probably, uh, I have to remind myself to do that. But anyway, yeah, you know, she's she's fine. Now, you know me, I eat a piece of cake or I eat something. It's like, oh, you know, the doctor trying to tell me, like, oh, you got to cut down on the sweets. And I'm like, this lady is 79, and she's eating whatever she wants. She's still... I'm like, what the heck? Something wrong. But anyway, listen, she's 79. She can have whatever she wants. She can eat whatever she wants. She can drink whatever she wants. I don't even care. I don't fuss with her. I don't fight with her. I let her be because it's an honor and it's such a privilege to live to see 79. Because trust me when I say I have lost a lot of people uh, on this journey, on this thing called life. And so most of whom did not get to see 79. So as I celebrate my mom's birthday today, uh, tomorrow actually makes four years, which is unbelievable to me that my um, oldest daughter, her dad passed away. So while we celebrate life, we also celebrate death. So this is why I wake up every day, like I said, with a heart filled with gratitude. So happy birthday to my mom. And, um, happy heavenly transition to my 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 baby daddy (laughs) that's just my baby daddy anyway uh so today's message so um let me refocus because you know well I've said this before but uh my daughter's father was a jokester he liked to tell a lot of jokes like he just whenever we would speak it doesn't I could be so angry with him and he would always find a way to make me laugh so um just I don't know why but I I I can hear him and I can feel him laughing and so he's all I know he's always with me I know he's always watching over me uh he does visits does visit me from time to time in my dreams it's been a while I haven't had a dream with him in a while but I, I know he's definitely watching over me or watching over us and I thank him for that so Yes, back to my message now. I'm focused. So, um, as I was saying, we're in December. And as most people, you know, they normally go, you know, in December, like I said, they they, they start to reevaluate the year, process all of the things that they've experienced, the highs, the lows, and everything like that. And, um, and they start to think about, you know, the coming year. And one thing I and one thing I, I realize is that we all make plans, but God has other plans. So a lot of the times 
you know, we go into the new year with a new mindset, a new attitude. We go into the new year with all these things, right? And then after two weeks, a month, two months, all of those things go right out the window. So I I talk a lot and I, I tell people, you know, I have different points. And I always tell people we all have indicators. And so on this journey... Because I want to get back to relationships. It's all about, it starts with self. And unfortunately, most of us didn't grow up learning self-love. We didn't, we didn't know about self-love. We weren't taught self-love. We weren't taught about boundaries. And the thing is, we were taught that focusing on ourselves was a bit selfish, And most of us grew up in an environment where we had to share. If we had siblings, you know, most of us had to share a bed, share a room, share clothes, share. You know, we always had to share. We never really had the opportunity to be alone or, you know, just be about you and focus on you. You know, if you were picking up a brother and sister or taking somebody to school or cooking or, you know, you hear the stories, right? The parents had to work and the kids kind of had to fend for themselves and the oldest child or the middle child or, you know, one child is more responsible. We all been there. I just so happened to be the youngest. So I got kind of lucky and I was the only girl. And that's interesting, right? Because I was talking to um, my daughter the other day and we were talking about something and I said to her, well, I got, I guess I got kind of lucky because I was the only girl, I was the youngest, and I didn't really have to share anything with anybody because I had nobody to share it with. I was the only girl. I didn't have to share clothes. I, you know, my, I, my brothers, you know, they were all close in age, so they had to share. <coughs> Excuse me. And they used to fight a lot, like everything, like they fight all the time. And, um... I didn't get to experience that because, again, I was the only girl and I didn't have to share. So I was kind of like spoiled a little bit or, you know, I was spoiled in a dysfunctional environment, as crazy as it sounds. But anyway, so the journey to self-love is something that's hard. So when people ask me, because people ask me all the time, you know, like, you know, how, how did you do it? How how did you come to this peaceful state and I said you know it wasn't easy it it was really hard but I was willing to do the work because I knew that the transformation that the change had to take place and I knew that it, it all begins and ends with me I can't wait for somebody to give me happiness to bring me happiness to be my happiness to be my joy to be my peace to give me all of these things when I could simply give them to myself and so that's where the self-love comes in So I I have a list and I'm quite sure my list will be endless. And I have some plans going into 2024 that I'm going to hold on. Let me write a note because, you know, I will forget. Okay, so and this is in no particular order, right? But when you start the journey to self-love. And I'll say it like in this context, whenever you come out of a relationship, right, it's very important that you take time to reflect, to learn the lesson, to understand why you were in that situationship, 
or the relationship or whatever it was. And once you do the work and once you start to self-reflect and heal and you start to, now it's time to work on those, what I call indicators, those things that, because a lot of the times when you're in a situation, you don't see it. Other people will see it. Other people will be able to, t- but for whatever reason, you're blinded. You know, it's like you have these sh- this, the shields on or you have the, they call it the rose color glasses. So you're in these very unhealthy relationships and you don't understand why. But once you start to do the work and you start to realize where you went wrong, because it's all about accountability. I always say you can't always just blame the other person. You have to take some type of accountability in your part and your role that you played in being in that situation. So here's where you have to learn how to say no. A lot of people have a hard time saying no. And trust me, I was one of those people having a hard time saying no. And it's not so much as saying no, but it's saying no, meaning no, and standing on your no. And don't let anyone make you feel bad about saying no. That's setting up a clear boundary. That's establishing a boundary. And that's a part of your self-love. You're saying no because you're being asked to do something that's out of your comfort zone. And I'm necessarily not even a comfort zone, but you're being asked to do something that you just genuinely don't want to do. And that's a part of your your, your boundaries. And people have several different reasons why they may potentially or want to say no. Perfect, perfect example. If you're at work and, you know, it's like four o'clock and you're like winding down to get ready to, to leave and your boss is like oh I need can you work an extra hour for me I need you to do me a favor and you already have in your mind like uh I'm leaving that in 20 minutes 30 minutes I really don't want to stay you don't want to stay you don't but you don't want to say no that's you, it's, you're not obligated to stay there you're not obligated to work an extra hour now, if you're depending on your role, if it's mandatory, you know, and I understand that certain things come up or whatever. But if you're not obligated or if you're not in a certain particular role that requires you to stay, then you have all rights to say no. Well, you know, I can't stay today. Maybe I'll stay an extra hour tomorrow or, you know, I'll come in early tomorrow. But today is not a good day. That's setting up a boundary. And it's not that you're saying no. It's just that, you know, you may be tired. You have a long day. You don't feel well, whatever it is, or you have something to do. And you just, but it's about communication, right? It's all about communication. And it's learning to say no. Learning to say no when you just, you don't, don't people please. Don't continuously do things to people please. Saying no is a part of your self-love. And most people don't realize that having, when you start to do the self-love, it takes a level of discipline self-control and consistency you have to continuously say okay no no and I'm not saying that you have to be mean or nasty about it but just say no it's discipline a part of setting those boundaries and this is why I say boundaries goes both ways it goes for you and for the other person it's a level of discipline that you have to have regarding yourself because you are putting yourself first 
Do not feel bad for putting yourself first. It is not selfish to put yourself first. Because what happens is you continuously put other people and other things first. And at the same time, you are depleting yourself. You're depleting your energy. You're shoving down all of your, you're shoving down all of your feelings and all of your emotions because you really want to say hell no. But you're like, oh, okay. And you just do it. No, it's discipline. You have to also discipline yourself to say no. You have to have that self-control to say no. You have to be consistent, meaning you say no and you stand on your no. And don't allow anyone to back you down. And here's the flip side of that. Certain things, yes, you have to keep a level of flexibility because you don't want to be rigid. You don't want to be cold. You don't want to be nasty. You don't want to be standoffish. You don't want to be brash or any of those things. It's also like, okay, so now this is where you need to understand your do's and your don'ts. So you have to establish your do's and your don'ts. And if you cannot make a decision in that moment, take a step back and say, you know something, let me think about it. If somebody comes to you with um, a proposal or any type of question or proposal, they want you to do something or they need something. And if you can't make an informed decision in that moment, take a step back and say, you know something, let me think about it. Rather than say, okay, sure. Okay, sure. Oh, yeah, no problem. And then later on, you regret it like, damn, I should have said no. You know what? Maybe it's not a good time or maybe I should or take a step back and establish your do's and the don'ts, the pros and the cons and say, you know what? This is not really going to I can't do that because this is not really going to work for me. And you can't feel guilty about it. Right. Because here's the thing. People will always make you feel guilty. They will try to guilt trip you because if you say yes, 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 yes. Excuse me. They get comfortable with all your yeses. But the minute you say no, you become the bad guy. You become the villain. You become the enemy. You become the target. And this is why you need to put yourself first and establish clear and firm boundaries and simply say no. This doesn't work for me. Well, you know something? That doesn't work for me, but here's what I can do. You see how the flexibility goes? You're, you're saying no to this, but I'm willing and I'm okay with that. And give them that option. Leave a little wiggle room. Flexibility. And this is about creating healthy boundaries for yourself and other people. Because it's not selfish when you start to self-love and put yourself first in certain situations. Now, granted, we have children. Your children usually takes priority. But you even have to set clear and firm boundaries with your children sometimes. Because I always have to, you know, thank God my kids are older. But, you know, sometimes they just can be, have days where I'm just like, hello. I'm not doing this today. Like, I need a break. And then when, you know, when I talk to them, they'll, they'll get it. And they're like, oh, okay. I said, today's not the day. Like, I I need some, and you know, they'll fall in, they'll fall into line. They'll fall in line. 
And it's all about setting those healthy boundaries for yourself and your children. It's okay to wake up and say, listen, I'm not in the best of mood today. I am not feeling my best. I'm not feeling myself. I don't know what it is. I just need time to relax. I need time to decompress. I need time to do something that's going to, whatever it is, communicate that. And that's letting them know, listen, let me, let me be. As long as you're okay, as long as you have what you want and need, I need some me time. It's nothing wrong because children can be leeches. And trust me, I listen, if, if you let them, listen, it got so bad at one point that I would use the bathroom and the bathroom door would be open because I was just like, somebody's going to come in. Somebody's going to come in and ask for something. Somebody's going to ask a question. So, and then I said, you know, no, 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 no. Let me close the door. This is my quiet time. I'm using the bathroom. Let me close the door. It can wait. Do you see how that works? Setting boundaries. So you have to be consistent and you have to also teach them. And they'll learn. They'll get it. Do something for yourself regularly. And I don't mean over the top. I don't mean embellish. I don't mean... Uh, have a whole parade or, or like it, it doesn't have to be something crazy but do something for yourself regularly take time to nourish and fill your cup whether it's relaxing sleeping taking a nap watching a movie uh going shop whatever it is whatever it is because you know everybody's interests are different but find some time do something for yourself regularly and don't feel guilty about it because here's the thing because I in the past you know I struggled you know I was one of those I struggled raising my children I didn't always have it so you know I made sure my kids had first so I would neglect myself and you know make sure that I mean I would buy myself things here and there and do things for myself but most parents you understand what I mean and I would make sure that my kids, so for years, I, you know, I was always doing, cause I have girls, I was always doing hair, always, you know, so I, I wouldn't do my nails for, for years because I was like, okay, I'm not going to do my nails. I got these girls. I got to braid their hair. I couldn't, you know, so I neglected myself and I sacrificed doing, you know, without so that they can have. Oh, but now that they, these kids is out the way, I get my hair done, I, my nails done, I, I'm all about me. I'm, when I tell you I'm selfish, I'm selfish. I'm like, bye, I'm out. I'm going to pamper myself. You know, I'm, uh, every six months, I said, every, every couple of months, eh, six months, let me see. Also, I'm overdue. Mm, I need to tell my honey. Because I, I, the spa is calling me. Yeah, I go to the spa. I go get rejuvenated. I go get a massage. I have an amazing spa that I go to that, you know, they, they do Reiki healing. They do yoga. They do um, the sound bowls. When I tell you, it, when I, when I, listen, I came out of there and, and, and when I tell you I was one with the universe, me and the universe was talking. Okay. Cause I kept my body felt light. I felt my spirit, my spirit cleansed everything. Right. And you need to do that periodically for yourself. And I know sometimes you can't, you know, afford to, you know, go and spend the money. I get it. Because trust me, I was there too. But little things. Buy yourself some flowers. You know, go go buy yourself 
some new pajamas or you know if you if you're single and you sleep by yourself go buy you some new sheets it's nothing like some good sheets i love sheets well i love i love comfort so it's nothing you know to go and buy some new sheets put them on the bed and lay down in some nice comfortable sheets a comforter pull up and get a book and just be in heaven you know it's little things do something for yourself treat yourself because you need it and while you're doing all of this this is the time that you go within and you start to reflect and you make the necessary adjustments that you need to make for your life what best suits you and where you are in your current state because remember we all change we all grow we all evolve we've been through some things we learn some things what we like what we don't like and now is the time to make the adjustments because as you move through life you'll realize that the things that used to matter no longer matter the things that you thought were important have they hold no weight in your life at this moment and this is why i say what is it that you could let go what can you leave behind what have you been holding on to what has been dragging you down you know I'm I'm one of those but I make lists you gotta make lists sometimes you gotta put it down on paper sometimes you gotta get a vision board or a little a little um board or something and put next to your bed and scribble on it write on it you know put it make keep it visible so it can be a reminder so that these are things that you can focus on. Because we all have days where, or we have weeks where it just gets crazy. You forget, you know, you're running around, you get up late or something happens or whatever. Yeah, we all been there. That's life. Life happens. But the ultimate goal, what are your goals? What is your vision? What are you trying to cultivate and create for yourself? And that's why you always have to be the focus. Because if you lose focus on you, you become distracted by all of the things that's going on. And then, excuse me, you realize how much time has passed that you have just literally forgotten about yourself. Because you're so busy, distracted and caught up, taking care of and doing and being and running and here, there, everywhere, that you're not doing anything for yourself. You have to be intentional. You have to be intentional about creating a healthy space. And I say that that's so important. And when I say a healthy space, a healthy space meaning a lot of us grew up in very toxic homes, whether we realize it or not. We got so conditioned and thought that arguing and fighting and the silent treatment and the disappearing and the ghosting, possibly breaking things, possibly physical violence, possibly, you know, name calling and talking down to each other. And that's very abusive and toxic. And as we grow up, we feel like we need to be in these types of relationships as adults because we think that this is normal. It's not normal. It's dysfunctional and it's chaotic. So you can't say that you are a peaceful person and you want to have a peaceful relationship 
or a peaceful home life if you're not cultivating and creating an atmosphere of peace. Because a peace looks like boredom to a lot of people. P- communication in a healthy way without arguing or tearing each other down or making somebody feel bad. That, that's dysfunctional. And so a lot of us don't realize and don't understand that we have to be intentional about creating healthy spaces in our homes, in our lives. Because once you start to do that, then everything else around you will follow suit. Because if your home life is chaotic, your relationship is chaotic. That trickles down into now you're, you're always you're, you're always feel anxious, angry, depressed, frustrated. You'll leave the house and you go to work and you have that same sentiment. Or even if you get a little peace, some people, they go to work. Believe it or not, I was one of those people. You go to work to get your peace because you know when you get back home, it's going to be some shit. Or it's going to be something else. Or it's the bills. Or it, it, it's something. Right? So... It's important that you make a list, keep it visible, learn how to let go of the things and leave behind. You got to learn to leave things behind. You got to learn to let some shit go. You got to learn to say no. You got to learn it. So this is why I said you have to unlearn a lot of these negative, toxic patterns that we learned and relearn. That's where the discipline comes in, the self-control and the consistency. You have to make it a daily task. You have to make it a routine. And once you start to do all of those things, it will become a part of who you are. And it will reflect in the way in which you interact with people on your, as you go about your day. That's your self-love. These are all little things that I have learned on my journey that help me with my self-love. So now, when you start to create a, a healthy space, one thing I don't do, I don't yell at my kids. Believe it or not, I don't yell at my kids. My kids can tell you, and even my granddaughter, when they wake up in the morning, I wake them up peacefully I'll rub their back. I'll rub their feet. I may, you know, like caress their face. Good morning. Good morning. Wakey, wakey. It's time to wake up. And they're like, oh, oh, oh. You know, they'll go through the whole little morning routine. And I'm like, all right, come on. Let's get the day started. Like, I'll try to wake them up on a positive note. Because when somebody wakes you up abruptly, it, and you jump out of your sleep. It, it does something to your nervous system. If you ever notice that, you're like, oh, 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 oh. You, you really don't have time to, okay. So this is why I set my alarm for one time, for like a, a specific time. And then I give myself 15 minutes. And in that 15 minutes, I lay or I'll sit up and I'll, because like I said, as soon as I wake up in the morning, I the first thing I say is, thank you, God. Thank you. I wake up today with a heart filled with gratitude. And then I'll just lay there for 15 minutes or whatever and just kind of like just get my body together, get my mind together to to, to now 
to process my day. You see, in the past, I didn't really sleep because my mind was constantly racing because I was always, I was in this fight or flight mode. Like I just, because of all the anxiety, the stress, the depression, the 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 stress of the bills, the stress of the kids, that very, you know, the eggshells and the roller coaster of emotions and all the things you see. What I'm saying? So I know. So for me, I knew where my triggers were and that's what I worked on those indicators and I made the necessary adjustments. So now when I wake up, I don't, you know, I'm not like racing to, to, to get up in the morning, racing and, you know, my mind is racing and that's how you feel exhausted. So now that I'm in this self-love and I've done the self-love and I'm on this journey, like I said, I wake up every day with a heart filled with gratitude. So I don't yell at my kids. I, I don't curse at my kids. I'm not one of those parents. I, you know, it bothers me when I see parents yelling at their kids, but they're yelling at them like in a derogatory way, like as if these kids are grown. And I'm saying to myself, these are children. These are children. Oh, get your ASS, get the F. And uh, I mean, like, it sets me off. Like, I just sit there and I'm just, I just hold my head and I'm just like, wow. And then, of course, the kids think that this is how people speak. So now when they go to school or when they talk to the teachers or when they're dealing with authority figures, they have an issue. You have to create a healthy space, a healthy environment. I'm not an argumentative person because I know if I have to get into an argumentative stance, it's not going to be pretty for somebody. So I try to reason. I try to speak. I'll communicate. And if I feel that the conversation is going left, that's my indicator. And I'm like, you know something? We could either revisit this or we could agree to disagree and I'm out. I'm not, I don't go back and forth because I already know where it's going to go if I have to escalate it into an argumentative state. So I don't even argue with my partner. We don't argue. We communicate in a healthy way. We talk. And I'm not saying that it's a perfect relationship because there's no perfect relationship. Don't ever think that there's a perfect relationship. However, we have been very intentional about creating and cultivating a healthy atmosphere where we communicate with each other in a healthy way. We don't wake up angry. We don't go to bed angry. We don't ignore each other. We don't do any of that. Now, I'm, I'm more the hot-tempered one. So, you know, if, if I do, which is very rare... You know, he'll give me my space and let me calm down. And when I come, maybe a, 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 I try not to let it go more than a day because I know me. I, I'm, listen, <clears throat> I'm going to just be honest. I'm one of those people that it don't take much to uh, to piss me off. And uh, I, I will be in that fuck around and find out position real quick. So I, I've learned, I've gotten better with that. So I try not to let anything that bothers me linger to the point where I have to be in that aggressive, passive aggressive state, right? So pray, meditate, read, journal, write, quiet time, 
You need quiet time so that you can quiet the mind, quiet the body, quiet the spirit so that you can really get in touch with who you are, what you like, what you don't like, what's bothering you, what's holding you back, what's hindering you, whatever it is that you are going through in that moment. This is the time that you use to to get to the root of the issues in your quiet time. Because what happens is if you're constantly being distracted, constantly busy doing this, doing that, going here, you're constantly on the move, on the go. What happens is you would realize that you were overlooking so many things because you were distracted. And so because you overlooked so many things, you didn't really have the, the you didn't really didn't understand that you had to process certain things, right? And so when you don't process it, it festers. And then all of a sudden you just find yourself one day, everything just compiles and just keep going and you explode. And you don't even understand why you explode. And this is why a lot of the times when you are in, a, if you're in a relationship and you get into an argument and you can overlook a million and one things. And then all it takes is one little simple thing. And before you know it, you're in an all out explosive argument, a war. And you're saying things, your partner, a person is saying things, and then it gets so bad that you don't even understand or remember what the hell you were really arguing about because now it just took took a left turn. And that's what happens. We push so many things aside that we really don't get to the root. And this is why we need to have quiet time, self-love. Take a step back from all that is going on around you and cultivate quiet time for yourself So you can process and feel your emotions, understand your emotions, and then you can move about making better informed decisions based on where you are in your current state, because that's important. Find therapeutic things to do. That's all. Find, Find therapeutic things to do. You know, ceramics, planting, gardening, um crossword puzzles my mom my mom I learned that from my mom my mom she would always get these crossword puzzles or um word circles and we would sit and do word circles so that's why I learned how to spell really well I learned how to find things quick I learned how to read words back front up because you know it it helps uh keep the mind you know focused on figuring things out so Find therapeutic ways to just find therapeutic ways to help you heal, to help you create that self-love space for yourself. Whatever it is, whatever it is, healthy, healthy therapeutic ways. Trust me, alcohol is not going to do it. Drugs is not going to do it. Sex is not going to do it. Occupying your time, your space with other people is not going to do it. And God knows what else. 
anything that's negative, anything that's taking away from your peace, anything that's causing you to suppress is not healthy, if you understand what I mean. So find therapeutic ways that can really calm you and put you in a space where you can have clarity, you can have understanding. You, this is how you learn about what you like, what you don't like, who you are, what's for you. I don't care. Go take some guitar lessons. Go take some music lessons or piano lessons or something. I don't know. Find therapeutic ways to help you. Something that's going to speak to your soul. And here's the last one off of my list. Reward yourself. After you have achieved a goal, reward yourself. Give yourself a pat on the back. You don't need anybody else's validation. You don't need anybody else's approval. You don't need to make an announcement of what you did, how far you've come, what you've accomplished, what you have accomplished. Now, I'm not saying that you're not supposed to share these things. But a part of your self-love is about protecting you and protecting your peace. And sometimes you can't divulge and give out all your information to everybody. Because a lot of people will not like your healing. A lot of people will not like you being selfish. A lot of people will have an issue with your self-discovery because they will not, they are not willing to take the step to do that for themselves. So this is why you have to kind of isolate and find your quiet time for yourself because a lot of people don't like healthy people, believe it or not, as crazy as that may sound. People like toxicity. People like chaos. People like drama. That's why they say misery loves company. They don't want the healed version of you. Because if you were healed, healthy, selfish, you wouldn't deal with them. Because you will be creating boundaries between you and that person. And they can't suck you dry. They can't manipulate you. They can't use you. They can't stress you out. They can't bother you. Because the further you go along in your journey to self-love, when I tell you, you will become unbothered, unfazed, unamused. You will be out the way. You will welcome your solitude. You will welcome your peace. You would welcome being alone. You would welcome going places alone, doing things by yourself. I mean, it's... It's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Once you start moving along on that self journey, you will see how your perspective and your outlook will change. And so it's important. It's so important. Because like I said, we were conditioned at a very young age to deal with toxicity, to deal with drama, to deal with family, to just be in this very unhealthy, codependent space. And then we wonder why our relationships are dysfunctional. We wonder why our home life is dysfunctional. We, we wonder why, you know, we can't really make a decision or we really, you know, are so consumed and worry about what people are going to say, what people are going to think, or social media. It's something. It's something. People have gotten so um, controlled that a lot of people have a problem with authenticity. Because anytime that you're true to yourself and authentic to yourself and you're walking in the self-love energy, of course, you're going to rub people the wrong way because they're going to feel like, oh, you think you're all that. Oh, you think you better. Oh, you think you this. Oh, she think. Oh, he think. Oh, because you got. Listen, it ain't even about that. 
it's not even about that. So, I don't know who this message is for, but I hope these little tips help you. It's Friday. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your Christmas shopping. Be safe. Don't drink and drive. Wishing you nothing but love and light. Stay blessed.